The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Well, good morning, everybody. Brian Barrett sitting in for Scott Walker here today. We've got uh, sunshine here in Murfreesboro, 60 degrees, same in uh, Smyrna this morning. 60 degrees in Murfreesboro and in Smyrna, and a uh, pretty nice day today. Do have a chance of some showers, especially to the southwest of us here today. So uh, what we have planned for you on the program today, Mark Walker is going to catch up with Madeline Scales-Harris this morning. Murfreesboro Vice Mayor to get an update on her health and just the uh, situation that she's been going through the last few months. And then in the second half of the program, it's going to be my pleasure to talk with our friends from Journey Home. We've got lots of exciting things to uh, chat about this morning. So that's where we'll be here on Action Line, followed, of course, by the Roundtable. Today's host, J. Paul Newman, then Rutherford Issues as we keep it local here on News Radio WGNS. All right, let's uh, jump into the conversation. First things first this morning, our very own Bart Walker with Murfreesboro Vice Mayor Madeline Scales-Harris. Next on our broadcast, Madeline Scales-Harris, Vice Mayor of Murfreesboro, is with us. Madeline, it's so good to have you with us today. It's great being here, Bart. It's, and it's, it's good to see you looking great. Thank you. Thank you. I feel great. I feel great. You looked great the last time you were here, but you had an ordeal in front of you. Tell people what you went through. Well, a great experience with God is what I went through. Uh, God, I feel, put me through a test, and he's still testing me for a reason. Uh, You know, none of us know when our time is, but I tell you, I felt like I was right at my time to leave this earth. Uh, I was feeling so weak. I was just feeling bad. And... God blessed me to go with the treatment that they gave me, which was very um, painful. Uh, but if the God could go through, if Jesus could go, hang on the cross and go through what he went through, I could go through what I went through. I guarantee you that. Now, what is the disease that you had? Paroneoplastic syndrome. Yes, one in 10,000 maybe get this disease. So it's very rare. Very, my doctor said, very, very rare. He How said, are you feeling now? Oh, I feel like a different person. I mean, really, I just, I feel like a different person. I do not recognize myself that I was feeling bad for so long. And now I just, you know, it's just a miracle. It's a miracle. Now, what did they do to you? The first round of uh, treatment I had, I was doing an IV treatment for about an hour and a half at Vanderbilt. I had seven of those treatments, and uh, my body just wasn't accepting those treatments. So we had to either go to the IVIG, which was an IV treatment, another IV treatment but a different type, or go with the treatment that I had. And that treatment, they drew wood out of my spine, I guess to, to detect how much whatever antibodies or whatever I had. And then they stuck this huge catheter in my main artery in my neck and I had a baby mm, and I thought sounds... that was the worst thing you could go through but I'm telling you that needle in your neck and then they stitched it up 
so I would not pull it out when I slept or whatever. And um, I went through it for Reese's treatment. And they hooked me up to this machine. And this machine had all kind of cords. One of the cords was going in my body, the other coming out. So one took the blood out and the other put the blood back in and it was a filtering type system. And they showed me what was coming out and I thought I was gonna see a lot of red blood, you know, but it was a different color. And it reminded me of orange juice with pulp in it, where the pulp settles at the bottom, where they said, this is all the stuff coming out of you that we're cleaning out of you. Then they put it all back in me, the clean. And they said I had quite a bit of antibodies in me. But we did that for five days in a row. And it was a very humbling experience. First of all, to have that needle in my neck, it was so uncomfortable. But if it was going to work, I took the, you know, I said, I can take this. But I'm telling you, Bart, the experience that I had in there with the dialysis people, I said, Lord, what they were going through, some of them, some of them were moaning and some just slept the whole time. And I said, Lord, that could be me. So it was just a humbling experience. But I felt like through this experience that God was just cleaning me out. Not only my physical body, but I felt like he was cleaning my spiritual body out. You know, just taking in and everything that is not good out and putting his spirit in. That's how I felt because it was just a weird experience. I can't explain it. My whole body just felt like they said, you're not going to feel us taking your blood out. You're not going to feel us putting it back in. But it was just like a, a sensation that uh, I was being cleansed. You know, it, it's just kind of strange to explain. Now, you had mentioned before we went on the air how so many prayer warriors oh my goodness. were out there praying for you. Oh, my goodness. My doctor, when I went back for the checkup about two weeks after I was released from the hospital, when he walked in that room, he pointed at me. He said, you are a miracle. He said, you're a miracle. He said, you were so sick, and I didn't want to tell you how really sick you were. He said, I was a little nervous. He said, but I'm telling you, your body, how it reacted to the phoresis. He said, I said, look, you are my earthly doctor. My doctor is up there in heaven. And I said, and he just dispensed his angels over me. I could feel after when I went back in the room every day, I could just feel angels around me. And that was people in Murfreesboro and everywhere else just sending up prayers for me. I, I could actually, it was like hearing the spiritual prayers. I could just feel it. It was just like someone had, it was an experience like someone just all of a sudden came up to me and just dumped a bucket of cold water in my face. I mean, it was that, that kind of sensation. It was the prayers. And people can say what they want to about Murfreesboro, but I tell you what, I'll put these prayer warriors, our prayer warriors, up against any prayer warriors in the world. You had mentioned last time you felt like this was going to come out this way, mm -hmm. the way that it did, because you thought that God had a reason. Bart, I'm telling you, when I first told me you're going to run, um, I said, there's no way I can win. I'm running against three incumbents. I talked to my mom. She said, oh, yeah, you can win. She said, you work hard. You, you can win. So I did. And then the second time I said, oh, I don't think I'm up to this. You know, 
I don't know if I'm doing a good enough job. But anyway, long story short, God kept on, kept on running me. And this time I knew it was the end because of the illness I had been through. And I said, I know this is it, you know. So that's fine. I'm ready to go to Atlanta and be with my granddaughter and, you know, just relax. And God said, one more time. And I'm like, wait a minute, Lord, wait a minute. I said, there are a million Madelines. You got the wrong one. <laughs> all that's, all the things you took, you've taken me through. And he said, no. I put you here to serve my people. And that feeling and that closeness I got to God in the hospital, he still has something powerful for me to do for the people of Murfreesboro. And I'm up to it. My health is, in fact, I feel better than I've ever felt in my life. I'm just a new person. Wow. Yeah. So I'm just ready to serve the people again. I'm just ready to go. So that we can help people who might have this disease in the future. Mm -hmm. What did you feel like? What alerted you something was different? That's strange, too, because um, my mother always told me, and she even told me before she died, she said, Madeline, Anytime you feel sick, go to the doctors. You know, go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. And she said, and if you don't feel like they're helping you, she said, worry them to death. Just keep going. That's okay if you call a pest. Keep going. Listen to your body. And all the tests were showing I'm okay, I'm okay. And then I was beginning to say to myself, hey, am I crazy? You know, is this a psychological something? Because my tests were coming out great, but I was tired a lot. Then I began to black out a lot. I became very weak. Sometimes my body was so weak I couldn't even get up. It was just the weakness, the main thing. And my blood pressure just was doing a seesaw on me, up and down, up and down, up and down. And what really brought it out was the uh, spinal tap the fluid they pulled off my spine. Because once they pulled that out, then they started talking to me about this disease. So um, just fatigue, passing out, weakness, and just feeling yucky. I guess their training, nothing matched, you know. And then, of course, here comes this rare, rare disease. Uh, he probably never had seen it. Yeah, Vanderbilt, my doctor at Vanderbilt told me it's rare down there. They don't see that. So if you're feeling a lot of fatigue, if you're blacking weak. out. Weak. Weak. Mm-hmm. Insist that your doctor looks yeah, at Yeah, now the head swimming, they uh, was were thinking it was, uh, what is that you have, inner ear or something? Vertigo. Vertigo. Yeah, but it turned out not to be that. So just keep, keep pounding, keep pounding. And it's a miracle. Here she is, feeling great, <laughs> yeah. looking great. Yeah. And and they cleaned your blood, basically, mm-hmm. is what they did. Yeah, the paresis process, they take the blood out, they take the antibodies out, and they put the blood back in. We're talking with Murfreesboro Vice Mayor Madeline Scales Harris. Not, my doctor said, you're a miracle. He said, you kicked it. He said, I've never seen it. Like God told me, he said, okay. I think he put me through a test, not only a spiritual spiritual test, but he put me through a test to test my uh, energy. And not to test it, he poured more energy into me. And I'm more excited this time about running than I've ever been. So uh, I'm going in it, into it one more time. 
This time I'm running in the memory of my father, Robert T. Ninety and Mary Scales. This will be my last run. You've heard it from Madeline Scales Harris. She's feeling well. I kicked but, the disease. I kicked it. Yeah, it's it's behind her now. Yeah. And and you feel better than you've ever felt. In my life. Madeline Scales Harris, our guest this morning, Murfreesboro Vice Mayor, and she has kicked this paraneoplastic syndrome, and she encourages you, again, the symptoms, if you have any of these symptoms, see your doctor quickly. What are the symptoms, again, that you had? Weakness, passing out, uh, euphoric feeling, kind of paralysis like on my left side. I didn't mention that where my left arm would sometimes feel like it was going numb and my uh, left leg felt heavy. Just the strangeness of something that you just feel strange about. I, best way I can describe it is strange feelings. One in 10,000 have this. That's what they tell me. So if you go to your doctor with some of these, you may have to say, Hey, I think it may also be, you may want to check me for paraneoplastic syndrome, too. Because mm -hmm. they may have never seen a patient with it before. Right, I'm just, uh, God tells me I'm special, so. <laughs> <laughs> One but he's awesome. He's all, I'm telling you, God is awesome. And thank you, Murfreesboro Prayer Warriors. Thank you so much. Murfreesboro Vice Mayor Madeline Scales Harris with us this morning. And good news about her health. Madeline, glad we could make this report. Thank you so much. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. By growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I, I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now I'm very thankful and, I, and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Whether your friends have scales or feathers, we have the things for them here at Animal City. I think one of the best things at Animal City is our staff. We have a team of dedicated pet lovers and knowledgeable professionals to help you with your pet's needs. When you come see us, don't forget to check out our basement level. We have two full stories of pets and pet supplies. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. We click in with traffic, news, and weather bulletins anytime. Good Neighbor Talk is your 24-7 connection. WTNS, AM, FM, and online. CBS News Special Report. Some of the dozens of Ukrainians released from a steel plant in southeastern Mariupol are telling their stories after months of captivity. This woman spoke through an interpreter. I was afraid even to walk out and breathe the fresh air. I was afraid to stick my nose out. I can't believe it. Two months of darkness. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's met with Polish Pre President Duda in Warsaw a day after she walked the streets of Kiev with Vladimir Zelensky. She hopes U.S. lawmakers will pass an additional $33 billion in aid to Ukraine. Correspondent Nicole Killian is on Capitol Hill. Some worry it could get stalled if Pelosi and Democratic leaders try to tie the funding to a $10 billion COVID package to boost pandemic programs. That measure has been held up.
up for weeks over the fight to reimpose Title 42, a Trump-era immigration policy. As for timing, the House is out this week, so final approval could still be a few weeks away. CBS News Special Report. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good morning. Traffic still moving 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. Just busy out here in the normal spots up and down. Sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard starting to get a little bit crowded right now. At times on 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area as you head towards Nashville. Ripley's is hiring for all nine fun attractions where you can get great pay and perks. Apply online at ripley's.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, a high in the mid-80s. Then for tonight, a slight chance for showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy and low near 64. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 54. I want to say good morning to our WGNS Good Neighbor of the Day. That's Kim Dickey, our Good Neighbor of the Day, for always smiling as she works with the children at Barfield Baptist. Kim Dickey's going to receive flowers from Jenny Harrison and her friends at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts out on South Academy and News Radio. WGNS. So congrats to Kim. Also want to remind you that if you know someone who has uh, just gone out of their way to help you, someone extra special in your life, maybe uh, just an acquaintance that made your day, let us know about that. WGNSRadio.com slash goodneighbor. That's WGNSRadio.com slash goodneighbor where you can let us know who you'd like to nominate. And it's very simple. It'll take you just a few seconds. So check it out. WGNSRadio.com slash goodneighbor. We'll surprise them with a bouquet of flowers from Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. It's Carrie Gross's birthday today. Carrie, congratulations. You get to head over to Slick Pig Barbecue to enjoy some of their banana pudding to celebrate your birthday. So congrats again to uh, Carrie Gross, our birthday club winner. Slick Pig Barbecue, of course, 1920 East Main. I'm sure you've gone in many, many times and filled up on those wings or ribs or the barbecue. Save some room for dessert. It's better than you'll find anywhere. I'm telling you. Good homemade banana pudding over at Slick Pig Barbecue. You may think money problems are just impossible to fix. Get sound advice with Dave Ramsey one to four weekdays, followed by certified financial planner Jason Qualls at four. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Back on the program today, and we're talking about Journey Home now as we uh, shift gears. Scott Foster, the founder and executive director of Journey Home here, along with Liz Kowser, the uh, director of development. Uh, first of all, Scott, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Awesome. Awesome. Liz, you good? Doing well. Thanks oh, good, for good. having us. Yeah. Pull that mic up a little closer to you there, Liz, so we can make sure we hear everything that's going on uh, with, with Journey Home. I've got all kinds of information, and uh, it's a pretty exciting time with Journey Home, isn't it, Scott? It is. You know, there are many things going on right now, and uh, unfortunately, there are a lot of folks that that are you know kind of struggling and in crisis right now. And um, but uh, we have a great community that we live in, uh, and and in addition, even to Journey Home, many organizations, churches, and fellowships, and uh, that that pull together to help people in need. Well, there are so many uh, folks that 
move into this community and um I, I mean the numbers are just astounding you can see it in the traffic from one year to the next just how many people are, are moving in here so a lot of folks listening in this morning may not know what the journey home is and what you do so what's your stump speech Sure. Uh, the Journey Home is a Christian ministry that serves uh, Murfreesboro and Greater Rutherford County, um, serving the homeless and and those who are uh, kind of disadvantaged, uh, the poor folks that are that are in crisis. And we are supported by just scores of churches in the area, uh, as well as just hundreds and hundreds of volunteers. Um, and we have an outreach center over on West Castle Street where we help people stabilize uh, with basic need services and coaching and some uh, assistance to get moved toward housing and, and some other services, health services, things like that. We also have uh, an office in Smyrna uh, inside the, uh, the Smyrna location of the health department. Uh, where we work with uh, folks uh, helping them move toward housing up in that part of the community and then spread throughout our community we operate about 30 homes and apartments that that we use for housing with supportive you know helps how long ago did you get started we have been going over 15 years now we started in 2006 and celebrated our our 15 years anniversary last year wow 15 years that seems uh seems amazing uh what led you to see the need and and do something about it you know for me um the journey home is is what birthed out of a call that god put on my life back in the 1980s when i was a high school student i didn't really even know what that that what that meant uh, for a long time um, but i moved to, to the murfreesboro area about 30 years ago uh, in 1992 1993 sorry 1993 and um and uh you know was was in corporate america for a while and and was a small business owner and partner and that kind of thing and um god just planted it on me one day that hey now is the time and the place um that that i have for you to do some work and um and i was i said yes you just put your yes on the table huh i put my yes on the table then really didn't even know what that would look like, uh, but I tell you, we live in 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 a community that that uh, understands community and and wants uh, everybody in the community to to have opportunities. And you know, had uh, I was a member out at the First Methodist Church uh, when it was downtown, and then moved out to the VA. I had a lot of good folks from there. Had some other churches that uh, we were working together with in in ministry. And uh, we just all kind of, you know, launched out together. Uh, uh, we've got all kinds of things to talk about, uh, including the uh, annual fish fry, which is coming up, uh, a chance to celebrate the accomplishments of uh, the journey home and to also kind of, uh, well, it's a fundraiser to help um, with facilities and things of that nature and got some exciting things to talk uh, about that as as well. Scott, when when you talk to people, about the, um, the the homeless population here in in Rutherford County, because you're you definitely have a footprint in Smyrna as well. Are they are people surprised? Do they see it? Do they ignore it? I mean, what what do you see from the general public? You know, the questions uh, I get most indicate that sometimes people don't understand it. Hmm. Um, they they see some issues and, and problems. Uh, there are some parts that they don't. You know, when um, 
homeless the homeless community is made up of different people very diverse groups of people that experience homeless difference homelessness differently so we have you know families with children uh to what we would call you know like chronic homeless or, or maybe senior adults or those with serious mental illness and things like that that have experienced homelessness for a very long time and in our community, um, our resources, we've been working very diligently to help people move forward back into housing and get services that they need. Uh, in fact, we um, just Journey Home Alone uh, last year um, helped, you know, assist, I don't know, some 200 households um, to, to move into stable housing. Uh, and we've got other partners in the community that, that work on that also. Um, so some areas of the homeless uh, community are, are stable or even shrinking, but we have um, a growing part in our unsheltered uh, homeless community, and people see that. Uh, and so, you know, they, they want to know, hey, what can we do about this, this thing? Um, so we have, you know, both ends of the spectrum. You know, and I, I guess maybe that's that's the part that the general public sees the most you know they they read the news story about the fire that happened last week in the community that was behind uh, over by robert rose and um you know maybe if they're in the downtown area they see folks walking around the the square and uh in the downtown area but don't realize the the vastness of the homeless situation and and the causes and things of that nature would that be fair that is fair, and and particularly of those that, that don't want to be seen. So mm. if I'm a, a young family with children and I'm experiencing homelessness or I've lost my place, some event happened and threw me in a spiral and, and I'm, I'm staying with friends when I can or even in my car or with a relative, I don't want others to know that. I want to appear like everything's going normally. Um, and, and I tell you, with with some coaching and very limited assistance, a lot of those families can get right back on their feet and taking the ball and run with it. Um, but, but people don't see them and they do make up about a quarter of our homeless population in Tennessee. Well, I was going to uh, ask you families you, with children. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and, and, and people who with a little help and a few resources could get out of the situation that, that they're in. Yes, and that's so important, particularly for the children. Mm. Uh, we see, you know, poverty and um, homelessness and other uh, other issues um, become generational, you know, become cyclical, and you really break those cycles uh, when in the in the generation of the child. And so, it's really important to uh, help those families uh, with kids get back on their feet quickly. Uh, remain in stability uh, over time and help them build up uh, so that we can we don't wind up repeating that mm -hmm. cycle uh, we're talking about the journey home today scott foster's here liz Kowser's here as well we've got a lot of things to talk about uh concerning journey home uh, scott another thing and i'm not ignoring you liz i've got a lot to talk to you about too but it, it's just uh, I, I think it's fascinating i'm, I'm trying to to do this from the picture of someone who hasn't been in Rutherford County for a long time, you know, uh, that maybe doesn't know about the journey home and, and the work of the journey home. But that also leads me to thinking as, I mean, I think the general public believes, and maybe you can attest to this or not, uh, that we're seeing an increase in the homeless population here. Does that have anything to do with our overall population growth? Do you think? 
it has a lot to do with our overall population growth. You know, I, I saw um, uh, some data that said uh, between 2010 and 2020, we averaged 22 new residents in Rutherford County every single day. Every day? Every day. Some 80,000 people um, that uh, increased between 2010 and 2020. And when a population grows, uh, it grows due to opportunity. And, and opportunity is not lost on the poor. You know, in fact, many times they, they are looking for opportunity as much or more so than, than anyone. So you do have a growth in the, the upper income and the middle income, and, and, but also in the lower income, uh, you know, folks as well. And oftentimes um, as development goes up and down or as jobs tend to be maybe less stable for those with uh, maybe lower education or, or some other issues that, uh, that kind of put them into the, the service workforce, then, um, you know, there aren't as many resources mm-hmm. and, to, to fall back on. And I mean, if you've tried to price a home this year versus five years ago, affordable housing is is an issue uh here in rutherford county we we know that it's it's very obvious i mean even you know uh, upper middle class family is going to have a hard time finding a a home that they can afford nowadays so i mean all of all of these issues come with growth absolutely yeah uh covid i'm sure did not help with jobs and you know just troubles that you had to deal with it was disruptive. Um, I tell you, we were very blessed in our homeless community health-wise, but the economic impact and yeah. the, the instability, uh, in fact, uh, in many cases, seeing new families come who, who had never really experienced that type of, of instability before, um, you know, it was, it, it was indeed challenging. Liz, you are the uh, Director of Development. Um, tell me about how you got involved with the Journey Home. Well, I joined the Journey Home about two years ago and have spent most of my life, my professional life, in nonprofit fundraising and marketing. So I was really honored to join the Journey Home because, like Scott, this is, you know, a really important mission. And when you think about how Americans are living now, I I mean, if you Google it, an average of about 60% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, and they are all at risk in their financial income. So that's six and ten. Six and ten. Yeah. And you know, when you think about if if they have a financial event happen, a financial crisis happen, that's the thing that can just push them over the edge. If you think about Indiana Jones uh, movie where everybody's being pushed towards the cliff, those right on the edge of the cliff are who we're helping. You know, they're the most vulnerable. And um, when you think about, Scott's talked to you a lot about families this morning. Families are where we can really start to change generational homelessness. We know that when families become homeless, their children have you know they're they're on an uphill climb to achieve at what they could have achieved um, their opportunity is less and a lot of other things the um the the partnerships for journey home are, are so very important uh, i know you have a lot of community partners uh, folks who uh, 
are willing to help churches, organizations like that. Um, it it really does take a village, doesn't it? It does. We have close, probably over a thousand volunteers that help us annually. Um, they help us in all facets. We're having a lot of volunteers this weekend at the fish fry, but they also help in other ways, serving meals, preparing meals, donating food to prepare those meals, uh, working in the clothes closet, or helping us at the front desk, or any number of things, really. We're going to talk a lot more about the fish fry, but let me get that information out uh, to you this morning so that you're aware. It's uh, the third annual fish fry, and uh, it it's always kind of a big event uh, all you can eat fish fry with all the trimmings and um, got some entertainment and all going on as well from 11 until 1 at lighthouse baptist on uh, north thompson lane that is on this saturday 11 until 1 may 7th and uh, we can tell you about how you can get tickets and we've got a few to give away here as well and um, is this all an in-person thing can you can you grab and go how does that work we, we will have to-go orders as well as in person. Okay. And um, it's going to be outside in back of Lighthouse Baptist Church. And the gospel airs are performing. And I hear that they are fabulous. So we can't wait to see them. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, that's coming up uh, here this weekend, uh, May 7th, 11 until 1. And again, uh, we've got a few tickets here, so we'll tell you how you can get your hands on some of those tickets. But um, where, where do we get those? Do you show up, or, or how does that happen? You can, you can show up and buy tickets at the door. They're $15. Or you can visit the Journey Homes website, which is lovegod.com servepeople.org All right, very good. Love God servepeople.org where you can purchase tickets and uh, again that's the uh, fish fry for the Journey Home coming up here this weekend. More about that, more about Journey Home as well as we continue here on the action line this morning. Scott Foster, the founder and executive director joining us along with uh, Liz Kowser, director of development here on WGNS. Stay with us. Back with more after a check of traffic and weather together and much more here coming up on uh, 9 o'clock when we have the roundtable for you as well with J. Paul Newman hosting. Stay tuned for more here on News Radio WGNS. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. You're the one everyone looks to for answers. Come rain or shine, the job must get done. And you're the one who makes it happen. We get you, Jackie in Fresno, putting your employee safety first. And Manny in Chattanooga, whose local Granger team knows him by name. We're here for you and all the ones who get it done. With 24-7 customer support and access to product specialists to help you find what you need. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Rising home values mean that you could have more home equity than you might imagine. And if you're considering a refi, an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot could save you thousands. Ask about their smart term loans, cash out, and over 300 loan options to find just the right mortgage loan for you. Call now, 866-888-LOAN or go to LoanDepot.com. Loan Depot, where home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Equal housing opportunity lender. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. I'm out of Florence West, 
I like Adam's place because you get friendly with everybody. They give you too much food and help you too much. Are you saying Adam's place has spoiled you? Yes, sir. Real big, and I tell them that too. They've got me rotten. I would encourage anyone to come to Adam's place. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. The GNS in our call stands for Good Neighbor Station. That's been our objective since 1947. Now more than ever, count on WGNS. Good morning. Traffic still moving 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. Just busy out here in the normal spots up and down sections of Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Starting to get a little bit crowded right now at times on 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area as you head towards Nashville. Ripley's is hiring for all nine fun attractions where you can get great pay and perks. Apply online at ripley's.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, a high in the mid-80s. Then for tonight, a slight chance for showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy and low near 64. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 54. I'm Storm 5 meteorologist Bree Smith. You want to hear what my favorite weather sounds like? Take a listen. Calm. But calm doesn't always happen in Murfreesboro, does it? As far as the Rutherford County storm is concerned, yes, rotation, a significant threat. We both know Murfreesboro and Rutherford County have seen more than their fair share of severe weather. If you are in Rutherford County, you just stay in that most interior room until we can give you the all clear. So when storms roll in, I want you to be ready to feel safe. Everybody there, you stay with us, you stay in your safe spot, we'll let you know when you can come out. Let the Storm 5 weather team protect you and your family, neighborhood by neighborhood. You are informed and you are prepared. You are in a good place to handle anything that comes your way. Murfreesboro, you're always on our radar. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. CapstarBank.com. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. We're back on the Action Line. Brian Barrett joined by Scott Foster, founder and executive director of The Journey Home, and Liz Kowser, the uh, director of development. And um, more about the uh, annual fr- uh, fish fry that is coming up this weekend over at Lighthouse Baptist on North Thompson Lane from 11 until 1. You've got live entertainment, you've got great meal, uh, as well as some uh, additional pretty cool things, Liz, you want to tell us about. Yes, uh, thanks to Tom Vassar and Tom Collins, they are bringing out some of their classic automobiles for our photo booth. So not only can you come and have all the fish you can eat, but you can get your picture made with a 57 Thunderbird or an antique Corvette, or a couple other surprises. 
it's going to be pretty special. Oh, We're excited be, yeah. about that. I can see, you know, Scott's hair blowing in the wind in the picture of that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and um, you know, I've mentioned the all-you-can-eat fish. That's thanks to Gan- Danny Gambrell, and he's been cooking down at the Journey Home as a volunteer forever and cooks at his church. He's a member of Life Point in Smyrna, and he is bringing his cook team along with Michael O'Bannon. And both of them are coming to cook because we that that's actually a change from last year is it's all you can eat fish. So we're expecting a big crowd and a lot of people eating fish. And that's uh, again fish and all the trimmings that go fish along with it. Fish and all the trimmings. I mean, and Danny Gambrell is throwing in the kitchen sink. We've got all kinds of things he's making. Well, that's great. Uh, entertainment, meal, all of that, and uh, just $15. You can purchase those on site or uh, by going to lovegodserpeople.org. That, if you go there and get your ticket, it, it, it does help to know how much fish to cook and stuff, I'm sure. So uh, get the t- tickets ahead of time, uh, lovegodserpeople.org for the uh, Journey Home Fish Fry. And uh, before our time gets away, uh, you know, fundraising, Scott, is just a, a part of uh, any nonprofit life, but the the great work that you're doing and and hopes of continuing that and expanding that uh, kind of tell us the the vision for the future uh, includes maybe a new location soon. Sure, that's uh, um, you know since the beginning, God has done work in this place and and through this organization um, because He's called His people to come together to. To take care of their neighbor, to love their neighbor, and, and to be a neighbor, and um, and people do that through their time and through their their funds and uh, through praying for us and just through uh, networking and letting people know what's going on. Um, and for us, what's going on right now? One of the big things we purchased a piece of land just down the road from where we are currently, a little further down Old Salem, um, about a year ago, and developed plans. Um, to move our resource center uh, down the road, again, a little bit less than a mile. Um, But it would give us the capacity to be able to provide several services at at one place in the the, um, capacity that we need. Mm -hmm. Right now we can do... You know, one thing at a time. So we, we have, a, you know, a clinic and we have a partner who has mental health folks over at the, the building and we provide, you know, housing, coaching and, and different services. But we can only do one thing at a time. You know, we can feed people or teach people or we can meet with people, but we can only do that one at a time. This will give us the space to do that. As well, in our community, we've been talking about families with children that were homeless. Uh, in the new facility, we'll be able to add 10 short-term uh, family housing units that will serve as a bridge as we help people move from homelessness into uh, stable permanent housing. Uh, so during that process, as people are, are being coached up and getting their resources lined up, getting their feet under them, uh, it people need, particularly children, need a stable place to be. Mm-hmm. So in the new center, it's uh, about a $5.5 million project. We are just uh, launching out into the, the fundraising part of that. We've raised about a million and a half of that is committed. And so we need folks in the community to to talk to. Uh, I, I would love to talk to anyone who's interested in, in helping us move that needle and uh, move toward having these services available as we kind of then move from there uh, we will we will be uh, working on some of our other parts of the homeless community. Yeah, it, it's it's so very important to 
to have as many resources available at one location because transportation is such an issue, you know, and if you have to go from one side of town to the other to get the help that you need, it's, it's just really hard to do that. So uh, that's exciting news, and uh, uh, keep us updated on, on how that's going. We will. We'll certainly do that. And you're right. Those obstacles are tough, particularly when yeah. you're in crisis. So we can meet a number of needs in one place. Uh, that really helps people move forward and back into community life. The uh, third annual Fish Fry. Hope you'll get out this weekend. It's uh, this weekend, May 7th, this Saturday, 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. over at Lighthouse Baptist Church. Just $15 per ticket, and we're going to be giving away some of the uh, tickets here as we go through the week here on uh, the, the radio for you. So be sure to uh, tune in, listen in, uh, follow us on our socials as well. We'll be giving away uh, some tickets. They're just $15 each. you got all-you-can-eat fish and all the trimmings that go along with it with some entertainment, uh, a good lunchtime uh, break on Saturday. You may be out in the yard mowing, but you got to eat, right? So uh, that's good stuff. Scott, Liz, thanks for coming in this morning. Thank thanks you so much for having us. Absolutely. We really enjoyed it. Scott Foster, founder and executive director of The Journey Home, and Liz Kowser, director of development, joining us here. And again, you can get those tickets by going to lovegodserfpeople.org. The Journey Home. Find out more information about them as well on their website.